Welcome to the family. Tevin Pittman is not here today because he's working at his other gig. Alex and Catherine are not here because it's Alex and Catherine. They will be here, but who knows when. But Andy Brant Bernard is here. And Melissa Bernard. And we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Hey, Tommy. Still got the cone of silence? Why are we whispering? Because at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan, we're having a secret sale. I have a question. If it's a secret, how do people find out about it? Yeah, I see your point. Missed it by that much. Okay, here's the deal. At Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we have our sign and drive, not one dime out of your pocket lease special on a new Rogue all-wheel drive or an Altima all-wheel drive. So it's a Walzer sign and drive, absolutely nothing out of pocket? Leave your checkbook, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, everything at home. Zip. So what's the payment? That's the secret part. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or BurnsvilleNissan.com, type in KQRS in the search bar, and all shall be revealed. Seems like a lot of jacking around. Well, KQ listeners have been really good to us, so we thought this was a nice way to say thanks. Besides, winter's coming, and all-wheel drive will be really nice. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or Burnsville Nissan and type in KQ. I guess that's not so bad. Wow, high praise. Did you hear, Catherine, that Doug Sprinthal is going to recut all of our music? He's going to do our bumper music for us so we don't have to. We can get back on YouTube. Oh, nice. Because apparently playing five seconds of somebody's song is very offensive. Yep. The robot doesn't like it. Whatever. I'm so sick of of big tech I could punch them all in the face. Oh, you got that right. They've ruined the world. (laughs) Well, they have. They've ruined the world. Oh, it's ridiculous. Big day today. What's the big Big day today? The Don Day? DJB gets to get back to home. I don't know you got a beat on the desk. But. Very exciting. There's a drum roll. I knew she'd do it again. As soon as I said that one, she's going to do it again. Yep. Yes. Which Andy started the clock, but so, he didn't. I just want to thank, 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 thank so much. Uh, Air, Veterans Airlift Command. Veterans Airlift Command, because I have to do that tomorrow. They're bringing too. him home. It's, a, it's usually a service for um, Gulf War and Vietnam vets that need to go to like some serious medical appointments across the country. Right, right. Really, a lot of these guys are really in bad shape. And um, they made an exception for my dad, being that he's a World War II vet. And he's highly decorated. Let's not forget and that part. And with COVID, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they've been kind enough to add him to their list of missions. So it's so- amazing. It's what's it called? The Military Airlift Command? Veterans. Veterans. Airlift. Airlift. Command. Veterans. The VAC. Yes. And it's actually okay. based in Minnesota. Huh. Oh, it is? Yeah, I'm going to try to find out, find that guy and see if he'll come on. I mean, and it, it's like 
Nobody knows about it. There's no fanfare. There's I've no... never heard of it before. I know. I got to write it down. Veterans Airlift Command. They got to talk about it on the morning show Command. tomorrow. Yes, I would love to find out the uh, guy's name. I think it's on their website, and see if he'll come on. I, I, it's a, just a lovely community of people. Yeah, we should get them on. That help vets. I love the fact that veterans help each other. Mm-hmm. It's a good. Yeah. Yep. I, I want to say brotherhood, but that's sexist. Community. Oh, everything's sexist. It's a community. Good, great oh, community. I'm glad you mentioned sexist. You did. <laughs> I am. I'm very glad you mentioned that. Oh, well. No Did you see the newest that. food product that's been pulled from the shelves because it's racist? Uh, it's got a racist uh, name. No, I have no clue. Come on, make a guess. I just can't even. Might anymore. have something to do with you people. That's all I have to Feminine say. Feminine hygiene spray? No, yes. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly that's what it is. Food. It's a sauce. <laughs> the sauce called. No. I don't know. See, I told you. Did you see something? <laughs> Bohemia something? You got it. What? Critics have long said that the German company Knorr's Gypsy Sauce is racist. Gypsy Sauce. I'm proud of being a gypsy. I know. What? First of all, James Walsh is going to be pissed off to hear that his band Gypsy is racist. That the song by Fleetwood Mac, Gypsy, was racist. Is everything racist now? Everything's racist. Yep. Except for honky. What is for honky? I do like the word honky. Well, as long as companies keep bending to the mob, it's going to keep happening. I like the fact Trader Joe's was going to, and then they decided, meh, because they got so much feedback from oh, their good. customers. phenomenal. Including people that they were supposedly offending, like Mexican-Americans. They were like, we're not, Asians. We're not mm-hmm. offended by this. We actually like it. We think Ex- it's cute. Trader Jose is a good name. Because Jose isn't a derogatory name. No. It's literally yeah, the it's translation Joe. of Joe. Yep. So it is not racist. Yeah. I, I we don't like know being they... included. Yeah, well, that's the whole deal. You get included, that's a good thing. It's like yes. back in the day when they tried to cancel Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy like Gonzalez. Like decades ago because they thought it was offensive. But then Mexicans said... Don't cancel Speedy Gonzalez. We think it's funny. It's not. It's a cartoon exactly. mouse. Yeah. It's a mouse. It's oh, did you see the new one? Over the top. Yes. There's a new one now. Apparently, uh, there's a. And again, I don't care about this kind of stuff, but it's a cartoon. A cartoon now has a bisexual character. Good. Oh yeah. The well, Disney uh, cartoons don't have sexual sexual orientation. There's uh, a Disney Plus has a new character yeah. on one of its shows that's bisexual. She's wow. a little girl too. She's also girl. yeah, she's 14 years old, which is a little weird. I don't wish that they. I really wish they wouldn't include sexual stuff when with 14 year olds. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because they don't really talk about having sex amongst the characters no, that I know. It's not sex. It's like it could be a. And it's an orientation. I understand that. No, I'm saying no. In go. the show, it might not be about having sex. It might be like he, they're in school, and she thinks a girl is cute instead of a boy. Like it doesn't they're need to be. Cartoons. I want to have sex with this person. But here's I don't a, know. Here's a problem. I don't care. Like what I said, show I, is it? Is it one but of the? They, is it, I, I don't know of any. It. It's Disney. some awful show that's going to get canceled in one season. I, I don't. I don't know of any Disney show where they're like 
pairing off. Are you Ma- kidding me? The Disney Channel? The they? Disney Channel has... Was it really? 14 yeah. now? Yeah, like Miley Cyrus, her first show. So Hannah Montana was any. all... We yeah. never watched any of that stuff. No, there's a ton of shows on the Disney Channel yeah. now that are like kids in high school, kids in junior high, oh, like dealing yeah. with junior high and high oh, school things. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm sex, thinking, you know, Mickey Mouse Club. No, it's not. No, they're not having sex, but they're talking about... Yeah. I mean, that is part of... You know, sexual awareness is knowing who you like and why you like them. Yeah, but it's not it's about not like necessarily having sex. this fourteen-year-old being like, "I want to have yeah. sex with that person." Yeah, yeah. like that's I mean, not ultimately what's that is what it's about. But well, but well, that's not what well, that's not, not what we can pretend it's not. When I was fourteen, usually. I wasn't like saw a boy at the mall and I was like, "I want to have sex with him." I was just like, well, "He's cute." Teen pregnancy rates say otherwise. Okay. <laughs> well, oh my God. Well, he's right. It's he true. Is right okay. About that. Just relax. Yes, but the the. The age where that happens is normally not that young. I yeah, mean, 14. there were yeah. like yeah, when I was not. when I was in middle school, my eighth grade year, there was a girl, one girl, that was older than the rest of us, but she obviously was held back, so she was like fifteen instead of fourteen, and she got pregnant. Oh, but like the the that was in a group of like. <laughs> 400 students one person yeah so it's like yeah we had I one think, in 400 we had one person our grade one person in i think two people maybe in andy's grade and then one person in my there grade was one below in my me grade, yeah that got pregnant when they were in high school yeah. what do you think of that well I, like i said it does if it's if it's that kind of show where it is about dealing with the world yeah great but if it's like a you know all of a sudden we have to have talks about it with the littlest kids i just i just think something something should just be about entertaining and allowing kids yeah. to be kids and not I everything needs a to lot be of, politicized i learned ev- a lot of things from degrassi i will tell you you watched a lot of degrassi <laughs> you did. And that, had a lot, that had gay characters yeah it had gay characters and that was fine like, I mean, drugs and suicide and all sorts of things Here's but it was like i watched it in just like a this is like an interesting situation and i learned but how old were you i was yeah i was exactly yeah, 14 15 years old mm-hmm. you understand yeah. those concepts yeah exactly so it wasn't a show yeah five-year-olds don't understand that concept. yeah right yeah. Right. So it'd be interesting to see what the target market is for this show. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, it says it's rated for children aged seven and above. Seven and above, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Let's not mention sex at all when they're seven. How about that? Might be a good idea. I don't know. Yeah. To me, I think you need to start young these days. But the problem. everything is so sexualized. The everything. problem I have yeah. with that is, is that if you're going to mention sex, um, they don't want to do that now. Because they they say it puts too much pressure on little kids to decide what their orientation is. So if you start bringing up sex to seven-year-olds, they're like, they don't know. I mean, some people say when they were four, they knew they were gay. That's what they claim. We've we've brought up homosexuality to Fawn because Michael, our nanny, is gay. Right, right. And so we've talked about that with her, but we haven't talked about, like, sex. Yeah, I you guess... also told her to call me Shardy Bop Bop, but you know, don't worry no, about she my. She came up with that all on her own. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't okay, need any good. help. I, doesn't need I any guess help what with he, I think what he's saying is like it's m- different than teaching them about something versus teaching them so that they choose 
what they want to be when they're seven years well, old. Yeah, because they don't it, they don't it, necessarily know what they want to be when they're seven years old. Right. It's like yeah. it's like the show Will and Grace when they came back on. They said the first time they were on, it was to raise awareness, mm-hmm. and the second time it was to uh, access acceptability. Yeah. Yeah, like, and we. It, I think it depends the way you talk about it with kids too, because it's like fun. I don't say like you need to Decide figure you, out yeah. how you feel about blah blah blah. I just say like Michael will marry a man whenever he gets married, because some people marry, some women marry men, some women marry women, some men marry men, some men marry women. Like it just depends, and it, like. Yeah, you don't know, yeah. and that nothing is a deciding factor. It just happens, and, yeah. and we have like, we oh. have neighbors that their kids have two moms. So I Indeed. mean, she's, you know, if she's going to spend any time with her, she'll have that. Not Except for I will say, oh, sorry. you will say what the first time that like Fawn asked a question about like how do babies get in the mama's belly? Right. She did that on the cabin on the way. She was like, but how? And I was like, well, there's an egg and it gets fertilized. You have an egg and it gets fertilized and it turns into a baby. And she's like, but how? I'm like, it's all still magical to everybody. Those of us who have had children, it's like, how the hell did that happen? (laughs) I'm like, because usually she's just like, oh, there's a baby growing in their belly. And it was the first time that she was ever like, how does it get there? Yeah, the mechanics. Well, she's learning. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. One channel doesn't play any music. Catherine showed me something yesterday. John Thompson, uh, who has won the primary for House District 67A. John Thompson is a friend of Philando Castile. 
who, of course, was shot to death, what, God, how many oh, years ago was that God, now? Yeah, North Memphis, yeah. But what I'm trying to find out, Andy, would you look and see if Hugo, Minnesota, is in, in District 67A? I would like to know, because I, I don't, maybe it is, but I, God, I wouldn't think so. But maybe it is. Um, but he has apparently apologized for being such a dink, uh, was it yesterday or over the weekend? This guy was dropping the F-bomb 7,000 times right in, in a very of, aggressive manner in front of little kids. Yeah. Hmm. I'd say apology not accepted. No, I agree. I mean, at this point, if we're going to cancel people for every tiny little thing, this, yeah. is, a, this is a major it's thing huge, to be going into a community and, and saying F Hugo. And Didn't he say F white people too? Did he? I, th- I don't know. Maybe okay, not. There, I, I'm not sure, but he said something very derogatory. Yeah, and I know. he just kept deal, on saying apparently. more and more mean things, and it's just like this is just—you can't go to somebody else. And he's not from that district. That's not—he's well, a St. Paul he's guy. He's 67A, and I just don't know if that includes Hugo, Hugo or not. I don't know. Well, it just You'd doesn't matter. You just—if you're going to be a politician, you just can't. Here we go. We ha- we have to stop. Choosing people that are going to pick and choose who I they couldn't represent. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Only it's time St. to Paul. stop it. Okay. It's just time to stop it. So how did he think it was any of his business to go to Hugo, Minnesota, when he's not even in that district? He's from St. Paul. He's running for a house seat in St. Well, Paul. There we go. Uh, he had a whole crowd of people with him shouting did, yeah. hooray Saint every Paul, time he said something mean. And Greater horrible. East Side, Payne, Phelan, Hayden Heights, Frost Lake, Hillcrest, and Phelan Village. Oh, so it's so all just St. Paul. Not Hugo. Okay. Not Hugo. So how do you get off going to Hugo and then say F Hugo? Apparently, was, was hey, he in doing? front of... The, it's, is it the chief of police the, or the union? No, it's the head of the union. Head of the union, yeah, Bob Kroll. Bob Kroll, yeah. Apparently Spelled his name K-K-K-R-O-L-L, by the way. Yeah. Get it? Which yeah. is really, really, you know, unifying and great <laughs> for a politician again. Do you know that one house where the, where the kids were uh, looking out the door? Yeah. That's Jeff Passholt's nephew. Is it really? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Like, are you out of your mind? I just don't understand the upside. to A guy that's running for... You're going to vote for a guy that did that? Really? You're going to vote for that guy? I huh? think Minneapolis loves any bully. St. Paul. Or, well, okay. Twin Same Cities. Thing. I just think that they love bullies. They do and, love bullies in this state. And people that just are, are interested in ripping everything apart. Nobody wants to... I mean... The way to get through this, if you're going to represent people, is to figure out how to do how to make changes within the system. I told him to call. I, Not uh, terrorizing people. I couldn't agree. I offered a, I offered a chance for him to call in this morning and explain himself, and I didn't go after him. I did not go after him at all. I said you should call in and explain yourself because I don't understand why you did that in front of little children. It's got to stop. Leave the little kids out of this. You know, I, I just don't understand you people. By you people, I mean politicians. You people going after everybody you feel like, even if kids are involved. What are you doing? I, I just don't know. I it makes no cannot sense. understand it at all. John, you, you owe a lot more than an apology, I will tell you that. You owe a lot to the people you did that to because it's way out of well, line. Well, would any did. other person keep their job or not be canceled or, you know, have, some, have to withdraw? Anybody else? You know why? The, the, the only reason they do withdraw, you know why they do? Because their sponsors get canceled. Unless you're losing money, they'll never step aside. Unless you lose advertiser money, they're never going to step aside. That's why these people, these TV shows and movies and all the rest of it, 
They're all, unless their sponsors drop them, you never hear them apologizing. <clears throat> no. Unless they're going to lose money, they don't apologize. That's true. We have our guest. Really? Yes, we do. Well, I'm glad to hear that. No, I just, uh, like I said, uh, it'd be really, really nice if everybody just dialed it back. Just, Ooh, what do you say about this guy? Com- oh, yeah, this is going to be very, very interesting, I mm. think. I think you're absolutely right. Ladies and gentlemen, Rabbi Abraham Cooper, how you doing, Rabbi? Not great. You damn right. Hello? Who is it? Oh, it's being broken again. Oh, God. We Can't we get somebody in here to fix this phone? Uh, no. Well, we're going to have to. Well. All right, well, he's not going to be there. I'll gonna... patch him through again and see if it All works. right. Yeah, I mean, we got to get that fixed. Our numbers are way up, and we can't start dropping numbers because the phone doesn't work. Yeah. I think he just hung up. No, I don't think so. Hello? Okay, how about now? Hello? No, it's just broken. Someone touched something. Well, who is in here? Hello? Oh, oh, there he is. You are. Rabbi, how we are you? We have him. Yay. I don't think he can hear us. Oh, he can't hear us. Okay. Uh, well, you're going to have to just call him off. off the just tell him we're sorry we can't get him on. Who because fucked everything up? I know. They, somebody always is in here messing with stuff, and there's not supposed to be anybody in here. I, I'm sorry, but our phone is broken, and we're trying to figure out why. You can keep talking. Well, he can't hear no. us. No, 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 no. They mean for the people on the air. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Well, here's hopefully we can get Rabbi Abraham Cooper on because uh, step up, tech giants need to stop online hate speech. Something we've been talking about on this show for eight years, the entire eight years of this show. This hate, hate speech, this whole deal, getting people to hate one another. I use that example again. Let me run this by you guys, because I noticed it again, Alex, when I when I stopped by to see you on Friday. And this is not negative in any way other than toward digital, toward uh, the Twitters and Facebooks of the world. <clears throat> I have noticed over the past month when I'm around your children, mm-hmm. right, yeah, out in public. Alex's mic's not on. Alex's oh, mic's right. not on. There we Thank go. you. Now we okay. got everybody on? Is everybody yep, on? Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, in any case, your children are very vocal about, you know, hi, bop, bop, and I love you, and they're laughing and joking, having a great time and all the rest of it. Uh, I have noticed that if they do that in front of people who are, and again, I'm not trying to zero in on any specific age, but, well, I am for a reason. <laughs> 35 plus, women will go, oh, isn't that sweet? How cute is that? I hear them, you know, say that to one another, mm-hmm. right? And even men will, like, smile and, like, nod at you. Even men will. Under 35, they have no reaction whatsoever. Not good, not bad. They just don't care. And I think... You want to know why I think that is? Because this is the first generation, the 35-year-olds on down, to be on the Internet 24 hours a day. Because that would have been, you know, Andy's 33. When did the Internet first come along to, like, gaming on the Internet, Andy? I'd say the Internet got, well, the Internet got big when the iPhone came out. Okay, and Before that, that, it was really still pretty niche. So when was that, 1998 or something? Oh, God, like 2000. Two, I think. Really? Well, it's only off by 48 months. I don't know if it's a... No! <laughs> iPhone. I was thinking 10, 15 years. I thought it was 98. Let's I... see. The first iPhone... Let's see. Well, I'm on... We're on iPhone 11, right? Oh, no. 2007. 2007? What? Yeah. 13 years. Really? So 13 years. Oh, God. It seems longer. That So that's when game... No. It had, no way. Nine. 
not gaming, but this whole idea of being on the being internet, connected yeah. all the time. Chatting, yeah. I would say an iPhone or any kind of smart device that happened. Like that. Well, you guys yeah. were on that, what was that little thing called where it was on the computer and it would get dinged and you'd chat on... AIM. A- yeah, AIM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you were on the internet all back in Dayton when we lived in Dayton. You guys were on the internet at all lot. Yeah, but that was dial up and it was horrible. That only took about four hours for the screen to completely print out. Yeah, I was on AIM a lot in junior high. Oh, yeah, I used AIM a lot. Yeah. I think that social media now has gotten to the point, and digital has gotten to the point, where all you get from it is hatred and anger. I don't think they're, I mean, I don't know why you would take they don't have a reaction as hatred and anger. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's hatred and anger. I'm just saying they don't have the ability to react to something in a caring manner. Oh, well, we've talked about this a million times. If you post something negative online, you'll get many more comments. And if he's like, hey, have a nice day, you'll get like "Eh," a couple of likes. I think it has has more to do. I don't think it has being this age group. I think it has more to do with like the lack of face-to-face interaction that the age group 35 well, and under. That's exactly what But I'm it's saying. not like they don't have the ability to react to things. I think it's just they don't because it's not as... I mean, if you look at your phone and you see something funny on your phone, you sometimes are like, huh. But it's not like you're... Right. It just teach. It, I feel like it teaches you to react less, not to not be well, able to exact, react. But that's what I'm saying. But they've they've gotten to the point now where they just don't care. Yeah. They don't react. Because you're seeing the world through a screen. Yeah. Right. You just don't care. It's like yeah. that's one of the reasons why I just stopped taking pictures with my iPhone all the time. I was like, I'm not. I'm missing out on. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. I'm like too busy taking pictures all the time. Yeah. I'm like so I hardly ever take photos anymore. I know I don't have very many. Like I have so many pictures now of my kids since Michael started watching them because he sends me like 30 pictures every day he watches them and I'm like now I have all these pictures of my kids because I don't. I mean we were up at the, <laughs> well your we hands at, are full too yeah. usually and we were up at the yeah. cabin all weekend and I took two pictures. No. I probably took like 10 pictures and two videos. And then Mike and Dan both added, like, I made a shared album. They both posted like 35 pictures mm. and like 50. Mike, Mike takes a ton of pictures. I think having video. some pictures is a good thing. Yeah. But like, some you know, is good. so yeah. for like us, we have barely anything from before we were like teenagers because, yeah. especially video, I think we had one video our entire childhood mm-hmm. because back then, Ugh. Those cameras were expensive and they were not huge. good and they, they were, were gigantic. Yeah. So the, just being able to take a video every so often, I think, is a good thing. Oh yeah, it's very convenient. It's yeah. very nice, but not. No. Just don't try to document literally every moment. Exactly. We need to we, take a break. We do indeed. We'll be right back, and we're going to bring up Schadenfreude. Well, we're going to bring up our guest. Oh, is he coming back? Good. Yes. Oh, oh nice. I'm glad to hear it. Great, mm-hmm. great news. We'll be right back with our guest right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Ooh, one of my favorite songs ever written. It is all true. We have a special guest with us, Andrew. Yes, we do. Rabbi Abraham Cooper. Rabbi, how are you today, sir? I'm a long time no here. How are you? (laughs) You're a very funny man, Pally. I love it. I love it. Uh, I got to bring up two things to you at the beginning of the the interview. I, I I got a... I got a sidelong glance from a coworker this morning when I used the word Shana Punam in referring to myself. <laughs> what do you think? Well, on radio, we can get away with pretty much anything. <laughs> Although I must say, in honor of being on your important show, I actually put on my pants today, even though it's not a Zoom call. Well, thank you oh, thank for you, that. Rabbi. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. The other thing I should but no, no, I'm north of 70 now, so no one uses the Shane upon him on me anymore. Ah, I'm sure it was there at one time, though. <laughs> well, except my mom. She's 94, and what does she know? <laughs> well, she loves her baby. That's a good thing. This is true. Rabbi, uh, the other thing I want to bring up is, uh, uh, this is wonderful, by the way, having you on. I look forward to this interview very, very much because I got off social media eight years ago. I I lasted about less than a year. The hatred on there drove me away. Rabbi Abraham Cooper, the topic, step up. Tech giants need to stop online hate speech. Rabbi, please save us from these people, would you? Well, you know, we've been at this, believe it or not, for about a quarter of a century uh, I'm not an expert on technology. You'd have to check with my grandkids. But <laughs> we do follow. We follow the hate. And obviously, from the very beginning of the Internet, uh, the evildoers were right there, and they're still there. The sophistication has grown. And I think a core thing is for us to understand that we talk about social media or Internet. It's not a debating society. It's a marketing tool. Right. And as a result, we've got uh, racist, extremist, Jew-haters, terrorist wannabes, lone wolf, you name it, yep. uh, it's become a, a cottage industry within the subculture of, uh, of social media. But now, with the pandemic, uh, everyone is locked in, whether we like it or not, uh, to our uh, computers, to social media, and that makes uh, every single uh, threat, um, uh, every attack... Uh, every statement, which we can't even, you know, uh, hide our children's eyes from, all the more uh, powerful. And it's, uh, we've always felt that the answer to all of this does not necessarily uh, end up with regulation out of Washington, although we may be getting close. But with the companies themselves, who have every uh, opportunity and have the know-how, to be able to uh, degrade these marketing capabilities. And that's really what the battle is about all, uh, right now. And we're expecting to have uh, a meeting with uh, uh, the top folks at uh, Facebook in the next week uh, with some experts from around the world. And uh, increasingly for the Jewish community, this isn't theoretical. Uh, we were, even before the pandemic, 
as you know, there was a tremendous spike in violent attacks right. on Jews. Right. Uh, mostly, actually, in the New York area, where the largest number of American Jews uh, live. And when I asked the top NYPD folks, uh, you know, what was different now from five years ago, they all said social media. Yep. So uh, it, it's something that we cannot. Um, none of the none of the organizations, none of the communities, none of us can solve on our own. Uh, we've got to get the uh, main companies back on on track to do this. And the bottom line about this is, forget about telling us how to vote or manipulating political things. If you want to put a sticker on every political statement or every tweet by the president and Pelosi, go right ahead. But Instead of focusing on where the real need is, and that is to sort of limit uh, and push out the hatred and the terrorism, uh, we've got a you know a total sense of confusion here across the board that at the end of the day only serves the uh, the extremists. That's exactly what it does too. And as I said, Rabbi, I, eight years ago was enough for me because what. I grew up in the inner city. I grew up in a neighborhood that was that was Catholic, black, and Jewish in North Minneapolis is where I grew up. So I was used to you know all this and, and people being very direct and very forward with me, and I always enjoyed that immensely. Uh, and I never had people talk to me the way they started to talk to me on Twitter, uh, mostly Twitter, some Facebook, but mostly Twitter. And I just th- I thought, how would how do you dare to talk to somebody like that on, on digital? You'd never talk to me like that in person. There's no way you talk to me like that. Uh, but it just opened the door for all these. Do you think there are a lot of people? You know that that old saying, uh, sitting in their their mother's basement with a hot plate. Yeah, is that what we're talking about here? Um, I think that they're certainly a part of that subculture, but we're looking at something much more sophisticated. Uh, so, uh, Twitter, which has always been the last to, uh, you know, do the right thing, kicking and, and screaming. Yep. Uh, there was finally congressional hearings back, I think, in 2016, uh, where they said that ISIS, at the height of its power, was deploying about 200,000 tweets a day. Oh, God. Uh, of course, we we have a different situation today. But the hashtags, the fact that um, you know whatever you want to say about Trump and Pelosi, uh, you know we're not involved in in the politics of who to vote for. Yeah. But imagine you're worried about what the president of the United States might be saying, but you're giving a free pass twenty four seven to the Ayatollah Khomeini, <laughs> a genocidal Jew hater it's who talked about on Twitter about the final solution, not the old one, but the one he's planning, who throws gays off of uh, apartment houses, yep. you know, and, and it's just, an, he is the number one threat, really, to world peace. He's allowed to stay on by community standards from Twitter, yep. but our political um, craziness, that somehow deserves, you know, a microscopic uh, views. It's just completely uh, out of whack, and, you know, the evildoers are as sophisticated they have a game plan, both short-range and long-range. And if we're going to allow them to use the most powerful marketing tools ever devised, then they're right there. And that's really, I think, right now where the battle needs to be enjoyed. And there is no question. Rabbi, actually, I've been talking about how digital is destroying the world for the past eight years when I dropped off. I've been doing the same. I'd like to have you on my morning show as well if you're available in the mornings because I do a... Um, 
a big morning show in the market. I've been on it for 35 years. I'd love to have you on there because you know what you're talking about. And the number one reason my I want to have pleasure. you on is yeah, my pleasure because you, you'd support what I've been saying for eight years. I literally said eight years ago when I got off Twitter, D- digital is going to destroy the world unless we st- put some limitations on this. This is in. I mean, this could start wars, don't you think, Rabbi? Or maybe it already it can has. Start wars. It, it can start wars and violence with disinformation, misinformation. Yep. Even during the pandemic, when you had the riots following the the murder of George Floyd, here in the states, you had all sorts of individuals and groups, sometimes from overseas, sending in messages to local communities: "You're next," in order, you know, for people to uh, you know go into a panic uh, mm-hmm. mode. So it's a uh, you know, we put out an annual report card in the companies, and back about eight, nine years ago, I had a meeting at Twitter headquarters in San Francisco with about six lawyers in the room, and one of them said, you know, Rabbi, we noticed that Simon Wiesenthal Center gave us an F last year. Do you think it might change the grade next year? I said, well, I'm thinking about it, but I haven't found a grade worse than F yet. <laughs> And the only reason they changed, because they were, A, exposed in Congress, and B, when the, the uh, head of uh, Twitter himself was threatened by ISIS. So they've taken uh. off 1.2 million of those addresses, um, but they've led a lot of hashtags. And as I said, if you can knock out Donald Trump and continue to hold up the Ayatollah Khomeini, maybe there's something a little skewered with the way you approach reality. Yeah, just a little bit. Rabbi, I'm about to say something only you and I will understand, but you're basically the Alan King of rabbis. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm old enough to know that. Yeah, me the too. About, the only thing about <laughs> Alan King is why he wouldn't be great today is you have to have patience. Yeah. To, uh, you know, to the punchline. And I've got a, you know, a great story you would remember, but I don't know if we want to run the clock on an Alan King story. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. Rabbi, I, like I said, I would love for you to come back often because you make total sense. You and I agree 100% on how bad, how wonderful digital could be, but it could be, it could destroy the earth if we don't watch out. Seriously, we could, we could all just end up going to war and blow up the planet. It's insane. Uh, I think... You know, part of the reason why people are so wobbly right now, being locked locked up and, and not having a normal lifestyle, is the exposure they have to the lunatics on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear a lie or a rumor long enough, it's going to start affecting the way you think and, God forbid, the way you act. And, and that's uh, an added... Uh, challenge uh, on t- on top of all of us, and the, on the pyramid of the different companies, for sure. Despite the problems, Facebook uh, is still the best at trying to get rid of most of the stuff, and Twitter is at the bottom of the pile. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want you to know that how frustrating it is that after the mass murders at the mosque, where 52 Muslims were murdered in two mosques, and was broadcast on live streaming. I had a senior person from Facebook call me the following Monday morning and say, Rabbi, just want you to know that we've taken down 1.5 million postings of the live streaming from Facebook. Uh. So I said to him, I, I thought you were calling me for another reason, to say that Facebook was going to take the lead and talk to all of the social media providers 
and stop live streaming. Uh, no radio station, no TV station, no satellite. No one else can go live. Nope. You've had previous situations where murders have been broadcast. What else needs to happen for you guys to make the choice that will cost no money but will give some modicum of protection? Uh, you know, last Yom Kippur out in Germany, 50-plus uh, Jews were praying in a, in a small town in, in a synagogue. They escaped uh, murder by a, a neo-Nazi gunman because he couldn't breach the door. But he had, did have his camera on his helmet. He would have broadcast a mass murder of 55 Jews oh, live and in color from Germany. I mean, what, what are we waiting for? I couldn't agree more, Rabbi. Rabbi, thank you so much for your time today. Please come back very soon. I will reach out for the morning show, but I would love to have you back on. Uh, my, my pleasure, anytime. You're the Give best. Give me a call. I'll be there, Tom. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Rabbi Adam, Adam, Rabbi Abraham Cooper, uh, by the way, Alan King was a great Jewish stand-up comedian back in the day when the rabbi was a teenager. That's why he knows who Alan King, Alan King was one of the funniest guys. He had one of the, he got, he got in a lot of trouble on the Ed Sullivan show because he's on the, he's a nice Jewish boy from New York. He goes, got to tell you something. The other day, I get this phone call from a guy who says, hey, hey, I just found your, uh, your credit card. He goes, you found my credit card? He goes, yeah, I just found your credit card. I want to get it back. He goes, no, nah, go ahead and keep it. You're spending less than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that was a 1960s joke right there. Yeah. Designed to make f- women feel valued. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> I know. You should have seen the three women cringe all at the same time. Yeah, really? It Ruth. was phenomenal. Laugh, laugh, laugh. We'll, we'll be right eat. back. Thank you again <laughs> to Rabbi Cooper. What a great guy. Very, very smart man, and he's right on the money. He we is. have got to do something yeah. right now because the violence it's causing is way out of line. We'll be back in the second hour with Kostaki right up to this.